Is maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You steal your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Believe that there's no help tonight. Whoa! Whoa! We're so full, we got a sponsor now, bro. Hell yeah, though. Who is it, fool? Some fool, man. So this guy, but <laughs> but before that, before he sponsored the show, I didn't even know him. I was like going, you know, sometimes, man, you're on the road, you're, you know, you're all stoned, you know, you know, like your, your Instagram just starts posting off stuff that your friends liked it or whatever, you know. Then I saw this old ass lady, bro. She was dancing, ah, 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 ah. She was like washing dishes and shit early in the morning, eight o'clock, just dancing the cumbias and shit. Old ass seventy nine year old lady, and it was her birthday. And I'm thinking, man, typical Mexican woman. Man. Even her birthday, she has to cook for everybody. <laughs> seventy nine years old, and then I then I looked more, and it was a bakery. It was called um, La Flor de Jalisco Bakery. Okay. And they're in La Puente, and they have pan dulce. And that guy, I liked his photo, and I found out that he's a listener of the show. He's a big fan of the show. He was going like through um, chemo when he started listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. and he said that um, the podcast helped help him get through his bad times. And he was all bummed out, fucking cool. thinking about his abuelita burning the bread over there at the bakery. <laughs> That's who was having his back <laughs> over there. Yeah. So what's up, everybody, man? We have a sponsor. If you guys are over there in La Puente, man, go check out La Flor de Jalisco Bakery. And you get a free pan dulce if you mention the podcast and say, Yemen. <laughs> Check them out, man. La Flor de Jalisco on 1318 Hacienda Boulevard in La Puente. Or just call them up, 626-257-3105. Order your quinceanera cake, your graduation cake. And growing up, man, our cakes, we got them in Chinatown, man. With Tres Leches ones or what? No, I don't know. In Chinatown, I don't know why, but everybody got their cakes, their cakes in Chinatown, man. They're always What's like, up with this, that shit? It's weird, like, you ever bought a Chinese cake? A master baker from China Dude, or these what? these fools put, you know, I like strawberry shortcake, but I like strawberries cut up, man. You don't like the you buy a slice? Chinese cake, they put the whole strawberry, man. One time I bit into a strawberry, uh, a strawberry, I almost fucking cut the migrant worker, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that fool said no uvas. <laughs> so what's up, fool, man? So man, he turned out to be a fan, bro. That guy, um, that fool from David, Flor right? De David, Flor de Jalisco. So man, shout out to the Flor de Jalisco. Hell yeah! At thirteen eighteen Hacienda Boulevard in La Puente six two six two five seven three one zero five. You go over there, man. You tell him, yeah, man. What's up, fool? I listen to the podcast. Give me a free bread. 
<laughs> and all that, man. The ones from yesterday. So you like pan dulce, right? You yeah, like the kind dude. of guy that still eats pan dulce for breakfast, bro. And I don't know for breakfast. I haven't had it. Dude, last one was the vegan one, dog. But, dude, when we were kids, dude, just to fuck up like four of them, dog, with a big ass glass of milk. So when I was a kid, man, there used to be a swimming pool like down the street called Roosevelt High School. That's the high school I dropped out of. <laughs> and now, uh, over there. And now. Uh, over there, we used to go swimming, bro. And on the way home, I used to um, I used to shoplift Mexican bread. I used to get my sweats, bro, and just put them like inside of my socks, like a, like a like a baseball player from the Negro Leagues, you know, with baggy sweats, you know, all saggy, you know, mismatched. And then I, I and then when I'd be in there, my friend, he was kind of good looking, and he always talked to the lady, right, asking him dumb questions. And me, meanwhile, I'm over there, man, with my friend, baby James. And then fucking, we're <laughs> fucking robbing him, bro. I'm stuffing pan dulce and bread inside my sweats, fool. For stealing bases like Charlie Hustle, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'm walking out with bread, dog. But, you know, I would do that every day. And then finally, the, and the, I got greedy one day and I got busted, man. That lady was trying to hold the door, man. Shit, man. I ran through her like the bus. <laughs> you, you, you ran over, over, She dog? was trying to hold her hand right there, man. She said, Raul, Raul, se está robando el pan. They're stealing all the bread. Just ran around. the last time I was there, man. I won't mention the name, man, but it's on 4th Street. <laughs> but if you want real bread, man, and be careful, man. Don't steal bread here, man. They got a security guard. They got a federale hanging on the back. 1318, Hacienda Boulevard, in La Puente, 626-257-3105, man. Hell La yeah. Flor de Jalisco. Did you hear Joe Diaz on your podcast? No, Joe, I did Joey's last night. Oh, cool. I thought you were doing yours. No, no, I did Joey's last night. Fucking obliterated. <laughs> He's just a great bet, Joe Diaz, right here. Yeah? The best. Better than me. Okay, let me hear you, Joe Diaz. Going deep on Periscope and shit. No headphones, just big dicks and AK. <laughs> Stop fucking around, Lee. You're killing me. <laughs> fucking genius. Jews are supposed to be brilliant. This motherfucker right here and shit. <laughs> Science and shit. Science. I once had, I, I once had fucking, uh, what's that joke? I once had, a, I don't understand. There's a fucking, uh, there's a ribbon for everything. There's a ribbon for AIDS. There's a ribbon for the military. I had gonorrhea 10 times in the 80s. No fucking ribbon. <laughs> I know one time I got crabs on my eyebrows. <laughs> Felipe, stop fucking with me. <laughs> the rumor every time, do the teabag, dog. Enough with the fucking teabag. Oh, he has a, Diaz has a teabag joke, and uh, he hates doing it because it's so dirty. But every time I'm at, I'm at his show, no matter where he's at, do the teabag joke. Do the teabag joke. Fuck you, cocksucker. I'm, I'm showcasing for Disney right now. I can't do the fucking teabag joke. <laughs> yeah, man. That fool, you get mad when we do that teabag joke. He never want to do it no more. And he always knows it's us hiding in the, in the room. <laughs> Do the teabag joke. Then I start getting out of the crowd going, teabag joke, fucking cocksuckers. All right, I'm going to do it. I don't even know how to do the fucking joke no more, guys. And I'm fucking yelling at the jokes. Come on, man, your wife walks around naked. <laughs> he goes, yeah, man, I had this fucking ex-girlfriend with an ex-stripper. It was cool, man, when she walked around, you know. She walked around naked. But then that came at the time of the month, and she had to walk around with a little fuse between her legs. <laughs> and then I don't know what to light it or pull it. <laughs> so every once in a while, when she was asleep, me and the cat are playing, and I'm playing with a string. It was pussy against pussy. Meow! <laughs> the pussy won. <laughs> Pulls the shit, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> what up, What's fool? up, fool? What's, What's up, up, fool? Fool. 
chilling, dog. Chilling, bro. We're going to Austin, bro. We're yeah, going to be man. in Austin when this airs. Tomorrow, dude. We're gonna, people are, this, uh, this lady made a meme. She said, I'm going to make it to your show. <laughs> and she made a meme with herself on a canoe, bro. <laughs> Coming from Houston. Are you guys going to Austin? Yeah, Hell tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Austin. It's bad ass. Austin's bad, huh? Hell yeah. Boston's a shit, dude. Texas is live, dog. And that's one of the Texas cities that shines out of the most of them, dog. It's funny how sometimes sometimes people show up all the way to this food. Last time I was there, showed up for, to Austin to smoke us out with one bowl with us. He has like a he has like a stormtrooper bowl. He's proud of. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Lorenzo. A, yeah, and caught a he caught a train uh, a bus. Yeah, him and he, his lady, him huh? And lady, mega busted. Yeah, dog. That's a date. <laughs> a date. What's up, honey? We're gonna, we're gonna go to San Antonio. No, we're gonna go to Austin on a bus. Shit. Check out Felipe Esparza show. I'm gonna bring up my little stormtrooper. Hell yeah, that's a lady. We're that's gonna down find those too, Jedi's. <laughs> What's up, fool? How you been, man? Chilling, fool. I've been good, dog. Doing fucking spots, creeping, fucking moving. You know, doing my shit, living life. I did the Bird Chrysler podcast. Fool. Oh, yeah, Bird dog. Cast. I listened to it last night. It was a shit, dog. A of... I... What's up with the piñata story, dog? <laughs> old school, bro. I, <laughs> I totally forgot about school, that, dog. man. I was like, dude, there was a couple other ones in there. I was like, damn, it was that, sweet, dog. That guy that threw chill. that, that guy that threw that party, with my friend in the wheelchair. He hit me up one time on 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 Facebook. He goes, hey man, you remember me, man? Kicking it and shit. Then I said, yeah, I remember you. Well, this fool ended up knowing computers, right, in the wheelchair, and they got this fool a job. He was working at one of those armed security, like. He was in charge of the computers at his armed security places. The database. Yeah. So they found out how he got fucking in a wheelchair. They fucking fired his ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're full safe, fell off a cliff, dog. Oh, that's how he got fucked up and didn't get shot? Well, that's the whole thing when yeah. people get into a job and they don't have, like, um, they didn't do their background check, but now they're going to get a promotion. Then they'll do the background check. That's why they don't want to do the ba- background check because then they'll find out, you know, all the fucking Every dirt. time they promoted me, I got scared. Eh? <laughs> you know a fool like that. Yeah, so they found out, like, he must have lied to them and said, yeah, man, I, I messed up my back falling off a cliff, <laughs> you know? So he got the security job, checking out houses. But then they found out, nah, man, they forgot shot five times. <laughs> By the sheriff. Then they find out and shit, like, oh, they're breaking into houses. Who's watching over them? Oh, that guy who got shot in the back. <laughs> the lookout, dog. R2-D2. D2. I was going to tell you, you know when you say in L.A., you know, when the crack game blew up? But before that, dude, PCP and shit, like, cool, that was big. Before that, before my neighborhood was just PCP. Like, there'll be guys hiding with little bottles full of juice. Dippers. And they'll be hiding around, and then they'll dip it. And they would like give you like ten dollar dip, twenty dollar dip, or the whole bottle, all the the dippy dip. So one time my friend man, this guy named we used to call him local weed, right? Because that fool he just thought he was one of those guys man who just show up, and when you have weed, when you have beer, and just like ch- fucking freeload and cheerlead. Can I get some? Can I get some? Help you finish it. Yeah, and then when he got something, he's hidden, bro. He's like in the witness, <laughs> he's on the witness protection program. So that fool man. He won a settlement, of course. They they shot him. They shot his ass up, bro. And he he fucking um, he won a settlement. Victims victims of a crime they had in Los Angeles. For those people in my neighborhood hanging out in corners, bro, who are not gangbangers, just went when to get shot for fifty grand. <laughs> for real, my friend got shot. So he had like a lot of money, man. They gave him like we're on two grand, you know, whatever. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of money if you have nothing. Oh, hell yeah. That's a mad stack. They paid for his medical, everything, you know, the lawyer got whatever. He got two grand. He went straight to the dope man. He bought a bottle of juice, okay? And um, by the end of the night, 
He was just giving everybody. He was, people were standing in line just dipping their cigarette for free. With he him? Was, he was hooking everybody up. Then at the end of the night, that fool passed out and broke the bottle. And I remember, man, me and this other guy, we just dropped all our cigarettes on the floor. We were rolling them. <laughs> Trying to get some time. Our hands were getting cut up. <laughs> hey, and so what's up? PCP is Angel Dust. That's the same shit, fool? PCP, Angel Dust, the same thing. It's just, I think it's an elephant tranquilizer. Yeah, because, you know, Jerry told me that he he's all, hey, man, that's the only drug, man, that I ever did, man, PCP, man. Dude, I could hear my brain cells popping, man. He's all like, there was a big old fucking lead shit on his head, he said, dog. It was crazy, man. Some people will do it, like, they're called lovelies. They'll put PCP with marijuana and they'll dip it. Or you want to take it to the next level, bro, just put crack in the joint and then dip that and then you're, yeah, man. man, man is, that's the, the joint they found a Tupac when they shot him. <laughs> I didn't want to tell I was bombing, bro, at the, at, the, at the improv on a Friday, and I was yeah. sweating. I said, I'm sweating up here like Joe Diaz showcasing for Nickelodeon. <laughs> Remember that fool that one time? Like he went up there late. There was nobody there. I was sweating up here like Felipe Esparza trying out a new joke in front of Carlo Messia. <laughs> <laughs> he was shaking his keys. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? All right, man, before people start turning away from, from the show, we got to mention our dates. <laughs> They're saying, what the fuck? Is we going to have a fucking guest or what? <laughs> Just them now or what? For what's up with Fred Stoller, bro? Freddie. Give us some Fred Stoller, bro. I, I don't know. I'm just sitting here being nervous, uh, being one of those characters here with Felipe. Yo. Yo. It's funny, dog. I, I died, dude, when he told me his, when he was talking about his cat. His, his friend's ca cat his that cat, doesn't even fucking his, meow? No, his cat that passed away a long time ago, his cat Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell, dog. Everybody calls him Mitch, you know? <laughs> what, what happened, fool? Oh, no, something like... Because one of his friends, um, Cat died. He was all bummed out, and he didn't get it, but then he remembered how Mitchell passed away. <laughs> well, fucking got a tombstone But back I feel like Brooklyn, that now, dog. man, because I have a hamster now, man. He would never be fucking around. <laughs> it seems like you like that fool more than everybody, <laughs> Waking up at 6 in the morning, get him, get up, dog. I, I wake up in the morning, and the hamster still like a meth head, bro. He's behind the gate and shit, looking around. <laughs> Waiting for some action, huh? Waiting for action, bro. And I see that fool be spinning, dog. And that little ball? No, spinning on this saucer or some bullshit he has. <laughs> you know, in the project, bro, you can't have no fucking pets. <laughs> so I put this fool in the little soccer ball, and the fool rolled around like a, like a little fool all day. <laughs> so he, like, wait, he was bumping on the door, waking up my wife. <laughs> That fool bitter, dog. Yeah, I was tripping out on that little fool, dog. He looks cool. Oh, she looks cool. It's a it's a female hamster. Because when my stepson was looking for hamsters, he got the, he picked up the male first. Saw his balls, got scared. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not ready for high school, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Did, you, did they make you take a shower in junior high and high school? Dude, fuck that. I don't want to take a shower, dog. There used to be this fool, dog. It was a big dick you were scared <laughs> of. Yeah, dude. That fool would come here. What's up, motherfuckers? I was like, oh. Slapping dog. that shit up. Fuck that. I'm fucking get queasy, dog. I was like, oh. I'm like, dude, I'm out. I'll grab my backpack. With my, I'll put my clothes over my shit. I'm out, dude. <laughs> fuck that. I don't know even de seen dicks in porno. You remember dog. how big they were, huh? You know I don't I know about all that, but I was like, I seen that shit from the peripheral. I wasn't fucking well, staring remember, at that shit I like a jeweler. I used to be jeweler. embarrassed to, to, taking a shower in junior high school because everybody had passed puberty but me. Oh, Everybody's hairy and shit. Oh. They got hair on their balls. I'm there with a fucking thumb right there between my legs, <laughs> dog. Just saying, hey. 
fuck that, dude. There was fools in there that would shower with their underwears on and shit, dude. But pussies, I was, I was, dog. Fuck, I, dude, you gotta be that. butt naked. Get me on the fucking show. Hurry up. Come on, fool. We got a guest here, bro. We got Bert Ka- Kreischer, Kreischer here, people. The machine. Come on, the machine, people. Get over here, big dog. <laughs> big dog. Bert Kreischer, people. I showed up earlier. What's up, fool? Showed up earlier than us. No. <laughs> Showed up I, uh, I remember I remember the first day we had a shower in All Boys Catholic High School. I remember that distinctly. Oh, you went to Catholic High School? All Boys Catholic High School. And we went, and they were, uh, and no one, no, ninth grade, no one wanted to get naked. But the juniors and the oh, sophomores and the seniors were already in the shower, and we're out of done PE. And when the coach comes out, Coach Sayo, and he's like, all right, everyone get naked, get in the shower, go, quick. And everyone's just still, like, fucking waiting, just like a like a, like an okay corral showdown. No one's going First, it's like because it's like poker. First guy that pulls his dick out, that's the opening bet, and you know now if you can beat that. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I remember uh, nothing. The coach out comes out again. He goes, "Guys, in the fucking shower right now!" And I was like, "Fuck it, still not." And I, what I started doing was I put my hand in my boxers and my short gym shorts. I started to try to fluff it up to get a little bigger. <laughs> Work it. Cause, yeah, because I didn't want to go in just with nothing. So I'm playing with my dick, you know, just kind of squeezing it and pumping it. And Coach Sal comes out one more time, and he goes, God damn it. And he comes up behind me, and he pulls my pants down. And he goes, that's Kreischer's cock. You've all got one. Get in the fucking shower. All my classmates see is me slowly jerking off <laughs> to these shirtless dudes. And I fucking was so embarrassed. And everyone damn. saw my dick, and they're like, we can beat that. And they all got in. <laughs> I, I saw I, Georgia had their, her pu- my oldest had her puber- puberty video today, so they show puberty. But it was funny because they uh, the the sound didn't sync up with the video, so the z- sound was like two seconds behind the video. So all the questions that the children were asking the adult in the video, it looked like the adult was asking the child in a high pitched voice. <laughs> So it looked at this one point, Eric, it looked like Eric was asked, Eric was calming down his uncle about his small dick. <laughs> and, and the uncle's like, I'm just worried that I don't have the biggest dick. And then you'd cut to Eric in the deep voice going, oh, all penises are different. <laughs> they're not all the same. Fucking crazy. No, they're not, man. <laughs> I'm in junior high. I was like, that man, this fool should be fucking models. <laughs> Dude, Adonis Willis, he's a real guy. Find him on Facebook. His dick curved around his leg like, like it was fucking big. He was using it to grab the soap. <laughs> I've never seen one that big, dog. Because <laughs> a junior high man, I remember like this guy, this guy named Benny, he used to be with his chick with big ass titties, dog. And she used to wear a number one, and I remember that number one used to be like a little hill on her titties. And he was always making out with that chick, bro, always making out with that chick. Then then um, one time the chick put out lipstick all over him, and she, she pointed at me, she spoke to me, bro. She said, doesn't he look like a clown? And I said, fuck yeah, he look like a fucking clown, eh? He said, I'm going to fuck you up in the fucking gym, motherfucker. And I said, oh, fuck, eh? I hope there's nothing inside the locker, nothing inside the fucking shower, eh? I'm going to rape my ass, eh? Wait, you really had guys showering in, in underwear? Yeah, dude. Like, it was him, bro. It was you, huh, bro? Right now, fuck, I wouldn't even shower. I'm not showering with these motherfuckers. Full sh- I, I didn't want to get like, athlete's foot. I don't want none about. of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would because everybody was a scared. Come on, bro. You never seen Jordi's balls? <laughs> shit, I was 23 when I seen those, dog. I was, I was little, dog. Oh, dude. I didn't even get hair under my armpits until I was 18, dog. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where did you grow up? Riverside, okay. California. Little American over here. Right? <laughs> dude, I had a growth spurt at 23, man. Yeah, I was little, dog. <laughs> I was a tiny Look little junior fool. over here. Right? <laughs> Look at baby Huey. 
or scare straight when I saw Joe Diaz balls. Yeah, that's a real thing. That was right the there. first time I when I when I fooled, the broke, Cuban egg roll when he broke out of that that curtain and scared Joe Rogan at one time. <laughs> I like this all. <laughs> Wait, what happened? What happened? When Joe Rogan had a, a webpage that was called JoeRogan.net. Yeah. That was before. Right like, before Fear Factor. Right before huh? Fear Factor. He was still on news radio, like towards the end. He got this crazy, he would put up crazy shit that Joe Diaz did. And one one of the videos, Joe Diaz jumps out of behind of a, po- uh, of a Joe Rogan poster at the Bray Improv butt naked with just with boots cape, on it. Cape and a, a cape. Yeah. And just Are fucking, you shitting? Yeah. yeah. And they started dancing and then they, <laughs> they made him take the video down. Because they were getting crazy, huh? And like, I guess NBC made him take him down or some shit. Oh, NBC made Joe take it down? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking crazy. They were crazy-ass videos, man. On that Fool's first album, there's pictures of uh, Joey Diaz doing all those little moves and shit with, with the cigar. It's pretty funny. Really? Oh, hell yeah. Did somebody pay Joe, Joe Diaz $1,000 one time, right, to walk around naked for like five minutes? <laughs> Are you serious? I'd do it. And didn't there used to be some lady at the comedy store that would always bomb and like that fool would come out and like show his balls and shit and then fucking everybody would die and that bitch thought she was killing? So. probably ghouled him probably. <laughs> some old broad, <laughs> Oh, he'd come up behind her and start yeah. showing his balls and, and then like, everyone go nuts and yeah. she'd be like, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. That's it, now I turn the room. Hell yeah, dog. The Cuban, the Cuban Negro. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he was born with old man balls. <laughs> Hell Just yeah, man. In the toilet. He was he was born with a catcher's mitt <laughs> in the bidet. So what's up, Bert? Christ, you're in the I'm house, fucking, man. I'm happy. Thanks to for do having this. me on your podcast last week, dude. Huge numbers, fucking massive response. Like, I might normally like I, I I can tell like no one ever really comments much on our podcast. But everyone's been commenting on how great it was. And it's the best interview I've ever done because I didn't fucking talk. I over talk on everybody. Well, I, I've heard you on you know I've heard you on the Joe Rogan one and I yeah. heard you on Duncan Trussell's one, but his dude, it was a good interview because you got a lot of shit that Felipe busted out that like you know I've even noted the stories on those fools that died and you're checking I, their posts and I was like fuck. Dude, I was I went to NBC today and I sat down and I started talking and they were like, uh, and someone said that Felipe podcast is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, it really was because it's it's funny but it's it's it, but it's. Honest, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like I, I, Joey told me too. Joey, I was with Joey last night. He's like, "That's a fucking great interview, man. It's fuck. It's the best one I've ever done." And then I tried to do, and then I did. I tried to make get. I got better. Like there was like a three day stint where I was doing good podcasts, and then I did one with Neil Brandon, and I talked all over him today. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I asked him to fucking talked about everything he's probably already talked about, and then talked all over him the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. What are like we had a, we couldn't find a guest last week. So I said, okay, let's do a call-in. And we have people calling in, and one of the guys that called in, he goes, hey, Holmes, I got into the podcast because of you, eh? Now listen to the champs, eh, with new Brendan name. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> got him in a podcast, dude. And the champs is a good one. I like that they kind of cornered the market and just black dudes, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wish I had... I wish mine was more partying. I wish that I did it at night, and I could just... Everyone would just come over and get fucked up. Because those are fun, but... But the other thing I like about it is that is hanging out with people I don't know, I haven't met yet, or I haven't hung out with. It makes it fun because then you fucking come out and you feel like you have more and more friends. There are a lot of guys, there are a lot of guys that won't do my podcast. They just are afraid. They think I'm going to fucking blindside them or something. Yeah, what's a, a well, lot so of was that? A lot, a lot of people of, are like that. They think you're going to, you know, kind of like set them up and, you know, <laughs> set, do something embarrassing. But the whole thing is to sit there and be honest, right? Have yeah. a conversation, you know, to have somebody listen and pass the time and go, fuck, dude, I never heard of that, dude. That's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm always crazy. blown away. It's always, uh, it's always like, uh, like, you know, hipster comics that are like, you know, <laughs> they're always afraid that I'm going to invite them over to fuck with them. Right. Like, yeah. like, like, I have no interest in that. I don't like, if they knew anything about me, I don't like conversation at all. 
And so I would never fucking do that. But whatever. I don't know. What are you going to do? They're not fucking usually funny people to begin with. There's like people that their their outfit is more important than what they're saying. Yeah, man. Like, you know, I just, I'm like, I get it. They're handcrafted shoes from Brooklyn. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as like you, dude, you're like a, you know you're known for being a partier and shit. And like, yeah. What, what's up with the machine? What's that all about, dude? You like, never heard that story? N- nah. What up? Oh, I just, uh, robbed a train in Russia when I was a kid. What? So, so that whole thing about you partying oh. with Russians, mobsters, that shit's all. We basically yeah. a, a funny man like you. So you were over there. You, we, we, you told me what happened in that. What happened at home when you were over there? You didn't tell me what happened in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. The lady I, left you, right? No, uh, which one? Which one are you talking about? You said about? you went to Russia? Yeah, yeah. My, my chick cheated on me when I was in Russia. And then uh, she slept with my best friend. But when I was there, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell the story like kind of uh, slow. Or not, but I won't tell the whole story. But I don't want to bore anybody that's already heard it. Because I no, know no, a lot no. of people that listen to the What's Up Fool podcast, you know, this is Brett Kreischer, you know, Travel Channel. You're like yeah. fucking everywhere. Like I don't know if a lot of fools know who he is. But I mean, oh, I yeah. know, we know who you are. Oh, so I'll tell you real quick. Know. I'll give you everything you need to know about me in like fucking five seconds. <laughs> I do this all the time. I did this to a guy. I did this to a guy. Because it's like one of the things you learn how to do as a comic. You go into radio and you got to kind of. So tell us about yourself, and you just give me your little pitch. Yeah. I did this to a Maasai chief in Tanzania. We're sitting under a tree drink, drinking goat's blood. And he goes, uh, are, are you famous? And I was like, yeah. I'm not, but he doesn't know. <laughs> he not have a fucking TV. He lives in a mud hut. So <laughs> he goes, I go, yeah. And he goes, wow. And I said, and this is what I told him. I was like, uh, well, I, was a, I spent like six years in college, six and a half years in college. At the end of college, Rolling Stone magazine discovered me, called me the number one party animal in the co- country. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life. To make a movie out of it, that movie ended up becoming the movie Van Wilder. Um, Will Smith discovered me six months in, and I've been doing TV for fifteen years. I have a show on Travel Channel. I've been I've been Travel Channel for six years. I've been a show since its fourth season where I take people on adventures of a lifetime. That's my pitch to this Maasai chief, right? I think I got him. And then I was like, "How'd you become chief?" Right after that, and he goes, "I killed a lion before I was twelve. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I can't hold a fucking knife to that." And then he told the story about this lion chasing him up a tree when he was twelve. He got sent out of the village before his circumcision. He get circumcised. Size at fucking twelve, and the lion came up after him at the tree, and he had his he had a, they all have all Maasai boys get a sword, and he took his sword and he knocked the he cut the lion, the lion fell and died, and then walked into the village with a fucking lion on his back, and everyone's like, this guy's gonna be chief one day. So, uh, but yeah, that's my short story. But then um, when I when I was in twenty two, I got involved with the Russian mafia because uh, we took a trip abroad, a study abroad trip, and uh, and it was through school. I took Russian for like fucking. Four, three years, never learned a fucking word. Klitschko. <laughs> That's the fighter. <laughs> and so I go, yeah, over, man. I go over to the thing, and they, what they did done, the school had done, is paid off the mafia to keep us safe. So they gave us two young gangsters, two mafia guys, to walk us to class, walk us back from class, like become our best friends. But they were my best friends. First fucking day, I walked over with a bottle of vodka and a six-pack of Baltica, and I was going to say, which means, hello, my name is Bert. It's very nice to meet you. I work pussy. But kind of. It really means I work with cats. But uh, but I didn't have to say But the second the door opened, I panicked, and I was staring face-to-face with this real Russian gangster, and he just looks at me like, stole, like a fucking... I'm a frat boy from Florida State. He's this fucking just gray, tattoos, wife beater, track pants, cigarette. He's like, stole. And I fucking panicked, and all I said to him in Russian in his doorway was, I am the machine. And he started laughing hysterically because they don't have slang in Russia. They didn't have slang. And he's like, what the fuck did you say? I'm like, I just said it louder. I'm the fucking machine. And he brings me in a room full of gangsters, and he's like, tell them what you said. 
I just stared at them all. It's like, I'm the machine. They looked at me. They're like, he's the machine. And I became the machine. And these guys fucking loved me. I mean, loved me. We, we, all I had knew how to say, here's the other thing, a little small detail about this. They didn't know, they hadn't seen any of the movies that we all grew up on. So anytime I needed a joke, I just pulled a joke from fucking Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> and dropped it on these motherfuckers, and they would lose it. They'd be like, who the fuck? I learned how to say small guy in a little coat, and I'd do that for them, and they'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? He's a machine. Igor's like, he's a machine. So, uh, so that now I'm, I ended up telling you the whole story, but fuck it. So We then, show up in first meal enough one day. <laughs> Dude, I tried to buy a vodka company. It was so fucking difficult to buy a vodka company. So one day we take a trip to Russia, to Moscow. We get on a train. Igor can't go because a different mob runs the train, different mob runs Moscow. He goes, don't worry, I'll introduce you to, they're called Banditi. He goes, I'll introduce you to Banditi. And he shows, introduced me to, me to the two new gangsters, Igor and Igor. And he says to him, he goes, guys, this is the machine. If you give the machine vodka, you'll have a great time. And the bigger the two Igors looks like a kid on Christmas. He's like, oh, I can't wait to play with the machine. And he just grabs me, puts me in first class with him, and it's pimped out. Booze, food, and all the fucking people that work on the train comes in to pay their respects. As soon as the train takes off, the fucking conductor walked in, ripped off the stars and stripes to his shirt, placed them on my lap, and goes, this is a present for the machine. And so, I mean, fucking next level. We drink all the booze in an hour. Big Igor stands up. He goes, machine, we go to the bar cart to get more vodka. I'm like, fuck it. I'm the mob. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I roll into the bar cart just like a fucking big dick in the locker room. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and Igor says to me in Russian, in Russian, he goes, machine, go buy in the bar, grab bread. And I'm like, Holy shit, I'm learning the fucking language. I know what he's saying. I'm behind the bar like, Igor, I know what you said. He's like, go for you, machine. Can the machine find cheese? And I was like, see Cheese, I got it. Give me another one. And he's like, grab vodka. I was like, already another one. Give me another one. He's like, grab the money. I'm like, huh? He's like, grab the fucking money. And I realize we're robbing the bar cart, and I'm the one doing it, hooked on phonic style, in front of all these fucking people. Two of my classmates see me. We walk back to our first class cabin. They're like, you're in so much trouble. Teacher comes in, fucking... Literally five minutes later, swings the door open and goes, this shit, like, loses in that liberal, like, bubble that a teacher would live in. She rolls into a room full of two mobsters and me and goes, this shit is fucking over. You And starts yelling at me. And Igor just smiles, takes a sip of vodka, spits it in her eyes and goes, no one talks to the machine like that. Shuts the door in her face and goes, fuck fuck that bitch. This is Russia. And fucking that's, and that's when I knew I was in over my head. And then he looks at me and goes, don't worry, machine, when it gets dark, we have a good time. Like, what the fuck are we doing when we get started? <laughs> fuck, I thought we did, it, we did it all, dog. Pulls out a ring of keys, and he goes, we're rubbing the whole fucking train. And I'm like, and I, I mean, I look, I, I think everyone in this room will agree. You're one of t- two types of people. You're the kind of person that's like, not me. I'm going to work on my verbs. Or you're like, fuck it. I think we're robbing the train. <laughs> so I looked at him. I was like, all right, let's start with my class. So we robbed them first, and then we robbed the rest of the train. <laughs> fucking robbed the whole train this by the way this is a true story and these people i robbed are on facebook and you can find me like they come to my shows they come to my fucking shows sit in the front row and so and but here's the best part we pull into moscow pissed drunk shit fucking hammered pulling to moscow train stops door opens sun's up same teacher not mad looks at me smiling goes they've alerted the police sure enough there's two cops talking to my whole class they're in their pajamas they're upset they've been robbed and i'm like this is it this isn't how I plan on my se- spending my second junior year in the fucking gulag taking dicks to the throat. And Big Guru just told don't worry, fuck police a mouth for both of us. Walks out, grabs a cop who's taking a fucking statement and starts repeating this word, kajul, which means like a fuckable goat. And he's like, fuck you, we, kajul, we fuck you in the mouth, kajul, we fuck you in the... I'm like, stop with the fucking we shit. Now the cop's just staring at me, I hear him bark out, which I don't, I don't know what that means. 
but it doesn't sound like, you're okay, stay there. <laughs> I go over to the cop who's standing in front of the class I just robbed. Next to the gangster I fucking robbed them with, I get two steps from him and he just bum rushes me, grabs me tight as fuck by the arm, gets right in my face and he goes, Saul, I understand you're the machine. Nice, tonight you party with us. And I was like, I'm not in trouble? And he's like, no, fuck that bitch, this is Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that is like probably the best story that ever happened to me. Easily, I mean, I have, I have some really good stories, but like, like I fought a bear, I jumped out of a plane with Rachel Ray. I, I've done some really crazy shit, but that was like that's like one of those things that I told that story on Rogan. This is, must have been like three years ago. Changed my career. Changed my career. I started selling out. I started selling, selling tickets, and then and Rogan said on the thing because no one ever refers to them as Bert. Call him the Machine. So I go on stage, and the whole fucking crowd would be going the Machine, and I'd be like, yeah. And then, I mean, I went to Amsterdam. I just did a show in Amsterdam, and the whole crowd in Amsterdam is yelling the machine. It's, it was like, it, it changed everything. And then I made, like, a shirt, and I sold the shirt, and, and now I've been telling, this, I've been telling that story. That, that's a shortened version, but I, when I tell it on stage, it's, like, 12 minutes. I've been telling that every single fucking show since I first did Rogan. That, every single show. I, if, I've never been able to not tell it on a show. People, if I don't tell it, they're like, bullshit, I fucking came for the story. Tell the fucking story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then and that kind of, you know, it changed my life. It really did. So I got a book deal from it. I had, like, I had, you know, every, it was the greatest thing that ever happened. But what's crazy is all those kids, like, if you go on my Facebook, like, on my personal one, it's me with my daughters in the back of a truck is the cover. You can see pictures of all those kids that I robbed. You can see pictures of the gangsters. Like, I, it's so funny. I, when I first told it, I didn't think. I just told it. When I first, first ever told it, uh, I did it on Dr. Drew's show. Dr. Drew on Loveline. And some one of my classmates called in on, to Dr. Drew and said, why don't you tell Dr. Drew about the time you robbed us in Russia? And I was like, oh, fuck. I totally forgot about it. So I told it on the show. And then I like to tell it. I maybe told it like three other times in my life. Then when I told it on Rogan's, I really kind of never thought of the repercussions of them being real people and them and me having actually robbed them. Like and like them showing up to shows. Like there was a girl in Minnesota in the front row and I was like, you you look so familiar. She goes, You used to cheat off me in Russia. And I was like, Yeah, and she goes, He ro- <laughs> he robbed me to the whole crowd. And everyone's like, I mean it's surreal. The crowd, people who've heard the story are like, This is fucking chick and so she came up on stage with a chair. I always say this, I go, Hey, if I'm making up any of this, call bullshit. At any point, because I don't really remember. I tell it like a joke now. Like, it's a, it's a weird memory. But I told that story, and fucking, she sat up the whole time with a shot of vodka, and she's like, it's 100% true. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah. How much money you got to take? We just took cameras, uh, cameras, like pocket knives, uh, no money. We, everyone had their money on them. Um, but we took a lot of cameras. And we stole my camera and my pocket knife, too. Because my bag was with that class. And it was a pocket knife my dad gave me. Like, it was really sudden. They were sleeping or that gunpoint? Sleeping. Everyone was asleep. And we'd go in. We'd open the door. And Little Igor would crawl underneath. And he'd start pulling bags out. And then Big Igor would watch the door. And if anyone woke up, he'd spit vodka in their face. And then me and this guy. No, there was another guy in the story. I make it sound like it was just me. There was another guy named John. We'd kind of go through their bags. And we wouldn't take anything that, like, they needed. So we'd just grab cameras. (laughs) Leave the toilet paper. (laughs) And then they'd throw the bag back in. And, uh. Yeah, it's interesting because after that I had tra- backpacked through Europe and I figured out how to <clears throat> not get robbed on a train. And that is just tie your fucking hand to the door so that when someone opens the door, you your hand goes. Go. Yeah. And so that's I never got robbed in, tra- in Europe. And people got robbed on our trains. I never got fucking robbed. People get robbed a lot in trains in Europe? Yeah, they used to gas trains in Italy. They'd fucking put sleeping gas into the vents 
and the whole train would be out. He was just passed out, and they just come through and rob everything. That was the big fear when I went there is that that, and you hear stories about people uh, getting drugged in Turkey and waking up with stitches on their back. They just steal take your a, organs. Take a fucking kidney Take and a shit. kidney. Fucking scary as shit. They do that in Juarez, Mexico. Well, really? Like, yeah, yeah. They do that shit they all over. They were saying that yeah. when we go to El Paso, Texas, when we, when we worked at Comic Street, they said, man, don't go, to, don't go to El Paso. Don't go to Juarez, man. Really? Don't sever your liver over there. They'll do that to the. <laughs> they get the, fucked if they got mine. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> "Fucking seriously?" <laughs> she might literally like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, crazy. fool? Would you, you robbed the bank, bro. Fuck no, fucking money train over here. It's like, dude, that's, <laughs> money train. <laughs> that's some shit right here. You get like a thousand years for, it, dude. Dude, I yeah. And those dudes, like you said, so the Russian one, no one mob controls Moscow. One controls the train. So they're all like syndicates and shit. It's There's all, probably like a couple that control. St. Peter, at the time, at the time, I don't know. I think they've done away with a lot of the mobs over there, but, like, <clears throat> one definitely controlled, I mean, controlled St. Petersburg as far as I was concerned. I remember there was a bar, I think it was called the Ameri- the Americana, is, like, a bar we'd go to, and it was all gangsters. And it, and I'd just go with my buddy Igor, because he was he wanted them, and you just go and hang out, and i just make all these guys laugh, because they never, they didn't have the, you know, you got to understand, man, there's a different world to them. Communism had just ended. The wall had fallen. They introduced capitalism. And the reason that the mob took over is because the only people that were working in a capitalist capitalist system at the time during communism was the black market mafia. And so now all of a sudden everything's there. They're like, fuck it. We're taking over. And the mob took over that country. I mean, it literally did. I mean, they were were extorting hockey players that were coming here to play. They were saying, hey, send over a million dollars to the mob or we kill your family. And these guys had to do it. And they ran everything, and, and so I just go in. And I had I had this like when I was younger. I still have it a little bit. Like I party with some. I party with some gangs in Miami one night, and I I party. I, I like that. I, I like the fucking. I had this like Tupac mentality, you know. Like you realize Tupac was never a gangbanger, but he hung out with them, and so he had that like. And I always liked that a little steez, yeah, a little flavor, yeah. yeah. And so I, I remember going out to one of their part, his boss's party one night, and I was just making them all fucking laugh hysterically, and we were playing pool. And I was fucking cleaning up. And then Igor came up to me and he was like, time to start losing. I was like, what? And he's like, you're not walking out of here with like 150 bucks. That'll take, that will ha- get taken from you and that will hurt. So start losing. Just start losing. Lose it all. And I was like, okay. And so, but it was like, you know, there were different men too. The life expectancy for the average Russian male was like 50 years old at the time. Damn. So, I mean. Hardened people. Big time. And they fucked. Like, they fucked. Like, I remember going to a party one time. What was with? This chick, and wasn't even my girlfriend. And this is Igor's boss is like, I, tonight, how about we uh, switch girls? And I was like, that's not mine. Okay, sure. And <laughs> it's like, what am I going to fucking say? No, sure, she's all yours. Oh, what the fuck do I care? <laughs> how did his, his chick look? She went, She was hot, really fucking right. hot. Yeah, like, uh, like um, do you remember Amelie, that movie Amelie? Yeah. Like, she looked like that, and I'm but tall. Heavenly. And, and <laughs> she had, like, that, that short black haircut with the bangs. So fucking hot. And the girl that I was with was into him. He was a stud. The guy was a stud. And they ended up making Al on the couch, and I just sat next to him, his girl, the whole night, like, so do you want to? And she was like, nah. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll pass. I'm good, Mr. Machine. Fucking <laughs> 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 crazy, dog. Yeah, it was a really crazy trip. That whole trip, man, That even backpacking through Europe was fucking Insane. I mean, I, I remember I first took uh, GHB. I thought it was just liquid ecstasy on a rock. They took a boat in Greece. GHB? GHB. GHB? Yeah. 
They took us out on a rock, out on a boat to a rock with just all a bunch of Euro trash kids in Greece. Dropped us off on the rock with like cases of blow and brow and liquid ecstasy. And they were like, we'll be back in like six hours. And it's like middle, it's like maybe I, I, like noon. And they come back at sunset and pick us up. And we're fucking raving. I mean, like blowing up. And there was this cliff. You could swim across and climb up to the top of the cliff and jump off. It's in Corfu. I'm, I swear to God, if you're listening right now at all. And you really say, I want I want the best party I've ever been to in my entire life. Now, you got to remember who you're talking to. I'm the number one party animal in the country. I fucking party for, uh, professionally. I've been partying since I left college as a fucking job. Corfu, Greece, the Pink Palace. Dr. George owns it. It is the greatest party I've ever been to in my entire life. They drop us off in a rock. We're fucking lit. We're jumping off a cliff that's maybe 90 feet into the water. And it's we're in the middle of the fucking ocean. There's nothing around us. No one's going anywhere. It's the best party scene ever. ever. They were playing The Offspring. Remember The Offspring? Come out and play or what? Yeah, yeah it was like that. It was, uh, oh, it was yeah, uh, yeah. Drive Too Fast or whatever. Or drive my, you know. Motherfucker. Yeah. And so they come back. They pick us up on the boat. We're fucking blitzed. They drop us off on the beach. And they're like, everyone go to their rooms. Lose your clothes. Grab your sheets. Meet you, meet you in the dance hall. Everyone comes in back naked, naked with a sh- pink sheet on. It was all pink. Everything was pink. The pink palace, naked, and everyone's still blowing up. We're fucking still partying, and all of a sudden, music starts. You know that Greek, that yeah. Greek music. Music comes out. Doctor George comes out with a stack of fucking plates, like maybe like five feet high. Some guys balancing five plates, and Dr. George, this old Greek guy, just comes out doing the dance. And everyone's going, now everyone's in a circle, sitting in a circle watching, chanting like his fucking Lord of the Flies. And then Dr. George stands up, grabs a plate, slowly comes over, and crashes it on your head. Breaks the plate over your head, and everyone's like, yeah! And sticking your head into the center, just smash! And he breaks every fucking plate on someone's head in the whole fucking place. Mild concussions. We're fucking naked. Kid, we're on liquid ecstasy, we're drunk as fuck, and no one speaks the same language. I'm like, this is the best night of my life. It was the fucking greatest. I ended up swimming out with two, two girls and another dude. We ended up going back to the beach and swimming like fucking, I want to say a quarter of a mile. I know that's not real, but but like far as fuck. <laughs> Out, out to a boat. Okay. Out to a boat. We swam out to a boat, naked, all naked. Got up in the boat, naked. And as soon as we got on the boat, I was like, "This is all." I started sobering up. And I was like, "My dick looks horrible. This is fucking. My dick looks like a hack. Look at, look at bite marks. Yeah. And shit. It was the fucking it, the Corfu, the Pink Palace. It's the best party I've ever been to in my entire life. And I and I've I've been on a float at Mardi Gras. I've done every party you could ever imagine. Corfu, Pink Palace during summer. Especially if you could, like, if you know a little bit of another language, if you could just learn a little bit of Scandinavian, like some Finnish. Because the, the fucking Dutch chicks, the Finnish chicks, the Swedish chicks. Models and shit, huh? And they fuck. They all fuck. They all fuck. I mean, I remember meeting these, kick two, you with this fool, this, these two girls were like, they were like. Uh, the Machina over here. <laughs> the, the Machina! <laughs> <laughs> These girls are like, yeah, they're like, uh, we've said something, and they're like, oh, you just have sex. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And I remember being like, it's not a big deal. And they're like, no, no, it's no problem. It's no problem. They can't dance at all. Like you, if you, when you watch a, a Scandinavian chick dance, they dance like Icky Woods. Remember Icky Woods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of Icky shuffling. <laughs> but man, it was a fucking greatest goddamn time. That back backpacking all through Europe was the greatest thing I ever did. It was it was like cool as fuck. You just. You got one backpack, you got a little bit of money, and you just, and everyone's broke, and everyone's just getting drunk in the middle of the day. And like, some people go to like museums and stuff. I didn't do shit. I just, 
<laughs> museums. You'll yeah. see the Eiffel Tower. We go. We went to this place in Salzburg. I think it was in Salzburg, and we go to the bar, and the guy's like, "I'm closing down." And I got like 40 people with me, and it's all people from the hostel. And I said, "Just keep, stay open for a little bit." And he goes, "I'm done. I'm tired." And I said, "I'll keep you." This is before I was in stand up. I was like, "I'll keep you entertained." He goes, "What will you do?" I said, "I will dance on top of the bar." And for as long as you serve beers, and he goes, as long as you're dancing on top of the bar, I'm serving beers. And I get up on that bar, and I must have danced for fucking three hours, and everyone's just drinking. Every time I go to sit down, they're like, "No, no!" <laughs> Throwing money at me. It was. I miss that. I miss that. I remember. I, I remember. That's when I realized I was. I wanted to be a comedian. I met. Do you remember the TV show The State on MTV? No. You know Michael Ian Black. Yeah. yeah okay, I, Michael Ian Black. Uh, the guys from Reno 911. They had a show on MTV. And I met them at the Pink Palace. And they, they were, like, big. They were famous. And I met them, and I was like, motherfucker. And I sent next to the guy, David Wayne, who's now a like, successful director. And I just kept saying, what do I, how do I, I want to get into comedy. What do I do? And he was like, you just got to get on stage. You just got to get on stage. And then, these guys are all famous, and I'm, like, hanging out with them. And they're, like, writing notes down. Like, they're taking, they got, like, joke books. And I was just, like, I was amazed. That night, after I hung out with him, I went out to the beach. I was like, I want to be a comedian. I bet I could do it. I bet I could. Because I was... I would, I would, didn't have any money, so I would, get, I would make people laugh to get. Not, I don't want to sound like, a, I'm like, you know, how like people have real sad stories. And they're like, hey, that's how I became a comedian. Like, <laughs> I mean, my say, chick left me, man. <laughs> I was done and out, man. I was dancing an alcoholic, yeah. bro. I was dancing, man. <laughs> I wanted to be a cop, man. Yeah. <laughs> my mom sucks dick and water. <laughs> Nah, bro. I wanted to be a car, bro. <laughs> I got a My lady left me, dog. bro. I saw Felipe could do it, so fuck it, I could do it. Eh? <laughs> I saw you get locos, bro, and I saw you stuttering, I could do it. Eh? <laughs> I saw you get locos. That's <laughs> funny, man. Because some people do come up with sad ass story. What happened, man? Yeah. Yeah, man. It was eight of us living in one room, man. man. Yeah. Some people have those Straight like gift cards. Bro. The story everyone had was like uh, the teacher promised me if I was good in class, I could get the last five minutes oh, for me. I heard that story five. But George Lopez said that. Yeah, Paul, Pablo too. Huh? Pablo, a cat with him probably. <laughs> everyone, everyone says that. That was not. That's not true. And, and then the other one was. Uh, you the class clown? No, no. I opened up for him. <laughs> I always say that. I opened up for him when he was um, absent. I used to hack all his jokes. <laughs> No, I opened up for him. No, it was his manager. <laughs> I was his agent, you know, trying to get him in the Poconos. How do you think he got the five minutes of the class? I talked to Mr. Merck and Dante. <laughs> Mr. Merck, listen, here's the deal. Mr. Merck. You got, you got, you got, you got, a, you got 22 seats filled every fucking day. This place is packed, and all you're doing is teaching religion. How about this? We split it up. Five minutes goes to fucking Joey Diaz. <laughs> I, heard, I heard some creators said that the, the teacher would give them, they don't do five minutes to entertain the crowd, to get their attention from the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I wasn't a class clown at all. I think I was just like a regular kid. And then college, in college I was probably closer to a class clown. Like, I think that's when a lot of people told me I should be, like, I heard it maybe a hundred times, like, you have to be a comedian. And, and then I was like, right, maybe I'll be a comedian. But I just never would have had the balls to do it still. If Rolling Stone hadn't discovered me, I'd probably, I'd probably just be selling boats. <laughs> That's funny. In Tampa, huh? Yeah, selling boats in Tampa. You'd be over there with Gary Minky, bro. <laughs> Dude, no. I, I crashed the club's boat. Now they fired me. <laughs> Gary Minky. He got Minky. Gahim. Gahim. <laughs> fucking Menke. I worked with Menke one New Year's Eve. It's the fucking New Year's Eve show, right? 
And this guy says, I want to propose to my chick oh, on the show. Can Bert bring me up at, you know, at midnight or whatever? And fucking, and they're like, I'm like, yeah, sure. And so Mankey's like, I'll point him out to you later. And then Mankey goes on and he starts bombing, eating a dick hard. And he goes, all right, fuck it. Where's the guy that wants to propose? <laughs> the guy's like, no, bro, not now. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Yeah. No, 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 I'm good. And he's like, no, 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 not now, not now. Bring me up in a good part, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, come on, come on, get up now. We're going to do this. Get up get now. Up. I got up. Where's your chick? Where's your chick? Bring her up. And, oh and the guy's like, motherfucker. He's like, I didn't want the feature to have me bring up <laughs> just because Mankey ran out of fucking material. Bombed. That was funny, dog. On New Year's, dude. That was funny, though. <sighs> yeah, you know what? Fuck it. You want to get married? Come on. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hop up there, champ. Here we go, big guy. How would it be like, fuck it, eh? Fuck the whole. I'm bringing up the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I was in Virginia Beach one time, and, so, and the guy goes, and you ever do Virginia Beach? Yeah, the one time. Rick says there's a guy who wants to propose to his chick. Um... Can you do it? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I, I'm like, how would I do this? It was the best. I've, and by the way, if you're a comic and you ever get put in this situation, you're listening to this, totally allowed to use it. It's, I, I came up with it, but it's, 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 I, I can't copyright it. And if you're in this situation, it works. So I bring them up. I, bring the, I find out who they are. I then do my show. Like halfway through the show, I bring them up. Before, before check spot, I bring them up to do a shot. And I go, let's play a game. I go, how long have you guys been dating? She's like, uh, two, four years. And I go, you think you could recognize his body? Simply from feel, she goes, yeah. And I said, so I, I'm gonna just have you touch one of our nipples, and you got to tell whose nipples who. She goes, I can totally do that. I go, all right. So I take my shirt's already off. I always take do my stand up with my shirt off these days, and so I, my shirt's off. <laughs> I blindfold her with I blindfold her with my shirt. Okay. I go, all right, all right. Now put your hand out, and then all of a sudden I point to the guy, and he drops on a knee, and I go, okay. Now you're gonna feel, and you got to tell us. Who's is who? So come forward, come forward, come forward. And she's like like feeling, and the crowd now is like, holy shit, the guy's on his knees, got the ring out. And I pull the blindfold off, and she goes, <sighs> and falls apart, sobbing, crying, fucking standing ovation. The place goes fucking nuts. They get engaged. That's literally the end of my show. I do like a little bit more of the check spot, a few shots, we're out. So then I, word gets out at the Funny Bones. If you if that ever happens, Bert, guy, Bert can kill that. So we go to Columbus, and I'm literally next week, next week, and Dave Stroop says, I heard about what happened. I got a couple that want to get engaged. Can you do it here? And I go, fucking bring them. I go, it won't be a problem. And so he goes, okay, cool. So I'm sitting. I get, I get, up, get on stage, and I tell Dave to put, put, give me a note to tell me who they are because I didn't, forgot to meet them before. So I get on stage. I get the note. I open it up, and he says, the girl in the front row wants to ask the guy she's with to marry him. And I'm like, I can't fucking do that. And so I was like, fuck. So, but now she's doing this the whole show, like giving me the eyes, like. <laughs> <laughs> and so I fucking, all right, fuck it. So I bring them up. <laughs> and now my game doesn't work the other way around. I can't blindfold him and go feel our nipples. <laughs> There's no other girl. I don't know what to do. I don't, like, I can't, I can't re- find a reason to blindfold the guy. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I go, hey, do you think you can recognize who's kissing you? <laughs> I go, do you think you can recognize who's kissing you? I go, we'll blindfold you. We'll both kiss you on the neck, and you got to tell who's who. And he's like, you have a beard. I'm going to know it's you. I go, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Because I can't think of a way to get out of this. So I fucking blindfold him. 
Okay, the chick drops on her knee, and the fucking whole crowd goes, oh. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Oh. It's not in our customs to do that. Yeah. I pull his blindfold off, and he looks at me, he goes, you're a dick. Oh. And I'm like, and I just look at him, I'm like, I didn't, I'm not the one that wants to ask you. <laughs> like, I didn't, and she's like, will you marry me? And he goes, fine. Fuck They loser. sit in the front row, and they, he's got a fucking wedding ring. He's got his engagement ring on, <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like fucking tequila, tequila, and just got bl- obliterated. I, was, I felt like such a douche. Damn! <laughs> what a dick. You're such a dick. I remember. I never forget that look. He just looked at me like you're such a dick, and I was like, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get your money back. There's a girl that was terminally ill that wanted to meet me at one of my shows. I didn't know what to do. I never had that before. And uh, showed up with her ivy and everything. <laughs> she showed up like with like a posse. Like she, and they're like, she calls club. Listen, terminal girl wants to meet Bert. Wants to see us do stand up. Big fan. Um, you know, can we have some time with Bert before maybe or after the show? And I'm like, and the Stroop's like, of course. So I don't know what to do. I don't, really don't know what to do. I called Dane Cook. He's the only guy I can imagine that would ever be in that situation. Dane's like, don't worry about it. Just treat it regular. Be really pleasant. Give her a bunch of shit, like free merch. So I go, okay, sorry. So <laughs> Give her the super finger. Yeah. <laughs> Give her the super five. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go to do the show, and I do the show, and I can't find her anywhere in the crowd. And she died. Done. <laughs> yeah, I get done, and she's not even fucking there. And I'm like, wait, where are they? And they're like, oh, she came alive. She didn't want to meet you. She didn't like your act. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So I never even got to meet the girl that wanted dying wish. <laughs> Fucking asshole. God, Damn. Hey, dude, that's too much pressure, though, huh? When they do shit like that, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I want to tell you before the show, our brother died last week. He loved you. We're here in his honor. Oh, thanks for the other pressure, man. Yeah. How am I going to make a ghost laugh, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny what you did to that chicken Richland, though, dog. What? When she uh, gave me the phone and that dude that died and he drew, drew a little halo on that fool. <laughs> I don't know what to do, bro. What happened? She had a picture of me and her dead ex-husband. And she showed me the photo. And she's trying to tell me this long-ass story about how they met, how they met my comedy. But we got like two, 150 people standing in line. But she's telling this story and I'm going, okay, yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. That's good. And she took, can you sign our photo? So I just signed her photo and I put a little halo on her husband. <laughs> I thought it was trying to be cute. <laughs> he just marked his face out via Condios. All right, Pete. <laughs> uh, wait, I was, I, I was just. I put X on his eyes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and a little hangman. Give him a couple wings, you know? He put oh. two wings and a halo and then a gravestone behind him. And a little square casket in the cowboy days. You just, what if you just drew a casket over his face and started coloring it in? Give me a sec. Uh, we'll give him a black eye. <laughs> we get shot, I'm out of blood. How did he die? As, as, you, as like you're, you're an artist now. How did he die? <laughs> it was cancer. Oh, okay. And so you... He was blown up. Oh, okay. He was blown up? Nah, I just made oh. that up. <laughs> little mushroom cloud. On. Man, it's sad how people just come up to you. Yeah, because I was there. I was looking over. I was going, fuck. I had a Weird, woman bro. come up to me in San Jose, 
because her, her, her friend is dying, she has cancer, whatever, two old, older women. They're like in her early 50s, party animals. She goes, yeah, my friend my, my friend is not, she's so happy she got to see her show, you know. She was dying of cancer, she's recovering. I'm glad we got to see you, we got you something. She took my hand, she gave me like a, to- a little sack, bro, of meth. <laughs> really? So I ended up giving her a Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a little sack of meth, bro. I mean, wow, like, she recovered from cancer and drug addiction. Might as well, right? Do they ever give you drugs? People give you oh, drugs? fuck, yes. You take them? No. Not anymore? No. I, don't. <laughs> I will take them, man. I don't take them no more. Like, I give them to Rodrigo. He takes them. <laughs> I got Coke uh, in D.C. The first time I ever got Coke, guy gave me, like, just probably like a gram and uh, maybe like an eight ball. It was a, it was a good size. Get a little straw, bro. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, uh, he was like, I hey, asked for you, and it was, and here's the thing, but I don't, I don't know if I would have done it on a regular night, but it was Sunday night, so I'm flying home the next morning. I'm not gonna do coke Sunday night, nah. And so I go into the office and I go, uh, I go to Red was the manager at the time. I go, hey Red, I just want to give you a heads up. I got given coke today. Just I was afraid someone was gonna see it, and then that comes back to them, and then they're like burst doing coke. So I go, I just want to give it to you. I put it on his desk. He goes, I don't fucking want it. And I go, well, I don't, I don't want it. And he was like, well, don't leave drugs here. So I go, here, I throw it in his trash can. He goes, no, that's not how that works. Take it out. And I go, should I give it to someone in the kitchen? And he goes, no, I don't want you giving drugs to my staff. And then there's a host I was working with, Greg Brown, was sitting there quietly and just watching the whole thing. And he goes, I'm, I, I could take that off your hands for you. And I was like, here you go. He was like, thank you. Go dig through the trash can real quick and snag it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that if I won't, I don't won't do drugs that someone gives me on the road. Cause I don't, I'm afraid they're gonna, you know, it'll be Lace something. it with some shit. Although, although you, I, I was in Phoenix, like I was in Phoenix when you were in Phoenix. Yeah. And, and the guy, uh, the guy, there's a guy at the bar, and he comes up and gives me shots. I get like probably a hundred shots a night. Like I get, that's an overestimation. I probably literally get given. 20 to 40 shots a night when I do a show. I won't drink them all, but I'll drink a solid portion of them. And this guy comes up with a shot. And it's like late at night, and I go, oh, fuck. And he's like, come on, take it. And I go, are you, are you going to roofie me? And the guy looked at me dead serious, and he goes, what am I supposed to do with that fucking body? I go, what? And he goes, what was I? If you pass out, how do I get you the fuck out of here? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess I am a little bit of a clumsy roofie. Like, you can't just roofie me, and they go, come on. <laughs> I'm like 240 pounds of just, yeah. He's got, like, fucking three guys carrying me out like weekend at Bernie's. Uh, we work, for, Igor, work for your new friend now. Yeah. <laughs> what, look, what, what am I do with you? You're not even laying on top of carpet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I roof you, it's going to happen at my house. I'm not roofing you at a bar and then trying to make a quick getaway. I just took a, a Valium, so I think it's starting to kick in. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a pa- neck pain, so it, it's a muscle relaxant. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you ever um when you're thinking of partying, somebody so, show me these videos and they they did it but I never did of course I never did it. I never had a passport, never could come back from wherever I go. Um Um tubing down Thailand. No, what what was the tubing? No, they they they, they, they um they get on inner tubes like in Vietnam, Viet Cong yeah. somewhere, and they start off in some river and they river on the inner tube all the way down the river. But there's stops at every river, and there's bars along the river. No, and um, it's, and then you buy you like you like they grab you with a rope on the way up, and they bring your inner tube into you, and they have bars there, and they have a, like a, they have a menu for hash, and really? alcohol, 
and and jungle juice, you know, different different type of drinks, and all these people, man, and then it sucked because see, when once you make it all the way down the river, you're like five, six, six miles away from where you started. Now you gotta hike the fuck all the way back. Yeah, I no, I couldn't do that. I we I, I've done. We used to take mushrooms and go tubing down the itch to Tuckney in Tampa, in Florida. That was fun as fuck. Like that's I, that's by probably easily the best mushroom trip I've ever had in my life. Just go camping out. We all did mushrooms like the night before, and I didn't, I didn't really like them that much. And then the next morning, woke up. We all do mushrooms and get on these inner tubes. And it was and it was raining. It was just like sprinkling a little bit, so no one was out there. It was no one. And we just went down this fucking river and just, it was like, there's no one out there. And I remember that at one point the trees were shaking because I was tripping. The trees were shaking and it looked oh, like yeah. Jurassic Park. And it was just fucking magical. And then we drove, we, then we in, finished the bag of mushrooms and we had to drive back to Tallahassee from this Nantucket. And one of our dudes was sober. Todd Bray didn't eat mushrooms. And he drove us and we all, and we had just put Rain-X on the windshield. So the water was just going, like it was like <laughs> fucking time travel. It looked like time travel. And I was just going like holding on for dear fucking life. Like you were a Millennium Falcon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like that, because when the rain accident, when it does, it just beads off, it just zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I, I miss those days. I can't, I couldn't do mushrooms now. My I, brain's not wired You right. did it right? Or did you, we, did them, we did them in yeah. Halloween. Last, last one I had, I didn't like, I had one where I really enjoyed it when it was like, you know, just everything just fucking aligns and you're just like... Your breaths go with everything, and you just fucking feel right, dude. But oh, when, yeah. I had you a, get on a good one? I had uh, one, one the la, probably the very last time I took them, I was in Tallahassee, and I got into a conversation with a tree. A pretty serious conversation. <laughs> Listen, Bert. Because I was, I was, it was a tree at my buddy Chandler, PJ, and Chad's house. And, and Obi. Obi was living there, too. And I had to hang out there all summer, and then we all took mushrooms. And then we're, I'm sitting outside, and I'm next to this tree, and I realize, I see you every day, and I don't ever, like, talk to you. <laughs> And, and the tree just kind of like, like breathing with me, right? And, and then all of a sudden I realized, you know, like trees will have those knots in them. And it had a knot with a knob in it. And it looked like a vagina and a clitoris. And I was like, you're a female tree. I go, how have I never seen this? this is at eye level. I go, how have I never seen this? And I'm talking to the tree and I'm just like, I couldn't. I was like, I could, you couldn't get me away from it. And everyone's like, I think you're losing it, man. I think we should go do yeah, something. Man. Let's go to Whataburger. <laughs> I got to that level, too. When I was living on Denby, bro, by myself, I was all cra- messed out, cracked out. I got a hammer, man, and I just fucking made a big-ass hole in the wall, and I wrote, my brain's in there now. <laughs> <laughs> my brain's in there now. And I would write different shit, like fucked up quotes all over my room, and I was like, fuck, it's time to stop. <laughs> These notes are not inspirational no more. <laughs> or fuck off. Take it started nap. off with um, motivation day by day, then it started to fuck off. <laughs> it starts, that's a cocaine thing is to yeah. draw stuff on your walls. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah, it definitely is. And you, and especially, there's a part of it that feels like uh, it feels like you're being really creative. But you're you, not. Like, you know, we know, I did one night, as I did... Uh, I did, this is back in college, I did cocaine, not a ton, but like just enough, just enough to know that I couldn't do it anymore, probably. But there was one night where we did, I did a, I did a diagram based on the center of our kitchen with uh, tape and white paint, and I just, and anywhere you could go from that place, 
and and it was like and I would just marked it all out and lined it out like right to the dishes, right to the and I was like, this is the way to micromanage your time. It's like don't fucking start with these long loose. Stay on these lines. Get to the sink. Get to the fridge. Stay on the lines. And there was big circles around. Like if you need the steps, hit the line, bounce the circle all the way around. And I was like, and my buddy Ozzy came home. He's like. Uh, have you been doing coke? And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, why? And he's like, uh, you, our, our fucking kitchen looks like a crazy man's been in here. And I was like, you shouldn't go to my room then. He's like, what? And I had drawn, I had, this is fucking next level. I had gridded out on my wall. I had drawn a grid with a ruler and I had copied the cover of Fear and Loathing on a grid on my wall and erased the grid and it looked like it looked so fucking badass and he's like dude we're gonna lose security deposit you can't fucking do this <laughs> you got Michelangelo over here playing the Sistine Chapel we had a we had a we had, had a beautiful one. mind over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had one we had one like spring one spring where we discovered cocaine and ecstasy and and we it was like do you remember I mean I'm sure you know this feeling but you remember like the feeling of like I just remember this distinctly. Going to Mardi Gras and we couldn't find X, and I was like, I was like, I, I don't, I, don't, I can't enjoy this. Like this isn't going to be fun if I don't have something. I need to have something to get this. I can't. What am I just going to drink? What the fuck? And I was like, I need something. And I went to my buddy. I went, <laughs> no, look really, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like fuck, you can't find one coke dealer in this town. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the, my fucking night's ruined. I'm gonna tax this town next time I come. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going in New Orleans, and, and that was the first time I did coke. I was with one of my one of my best friends growing up, and uh, he was. And dude, I remember this like it's yesterday. It was a rock, a rock like the size of my fist, and uh, he was like, "I'm." He pulled me in his room. I've known him since we were like thirteen. He goes, uh, "Listen, I'm giving you a heads up. Some people can just do it and it'll be fine, and some people do it and they're fucking. That's all they want to do." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I love you like a brother, and I don't want you to get fucked up mm-hmm. on this. So I don't know what to say, but you're. I mean." I, I I have some, and we can totally give you some if you want to buy some. I think everybody that does cocaine needs that talk in the beginning. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I went. I said, I don't think I'm gonna be fine with it. I can totally do it. And so we went in to uh, went into the next bedroom, like the bedroom across the hallway, and they had like a they had like a it looked. It wasn't what it was, but it looked like a like a screen from a window, and they were just shaving it, and it was just feathering onto the desk like like a like snow in the winter and I was like it just looked beautiful to be super powdery right yeah super powdery and he and he was like this is and by the way these were rich kids so this was amazing coke and so they fucking pulled over they cut four lines me my buddy Ozzy are the only ones and I do one line and literally I remember this distinctly starting at this tooth over was numb just fucking numb and I went whoo and then and then he's like, you might want to do the other side. And I was like, yeah, I can't be lopsided like this all fucking day with, like, a sober side and then a fucking Hulk. Like, a Hulk side. Fucking yeah. vanilla sky over here. Yeah. Two faces. So I did the other line on the other nose. And then he was like, he's like, you'll be good. You'll be good for a little while. And then he gave me a little, he's like, this is traveling coke. Because it was Mardi Gras. And he's like, so when you're, you know, just you guys go into a fucking porta potty and take small bumps. You don't need a lot, Bert. You don't need a lot. Kept, he kept telling me that. I don't even think we did any more that night. We just did those two lines. And I remember getting on one of those trolleys and holding on to the, the bars. And I remember this so clearly. I felt like I am clearly knowledgeable enough and strong enough to rip these out and fucking literally rip them out and then hold them as swords. 
And but I thought, but I'm smart enough to know not to do that because everyone will be on to me. So yeah. I go, you know what? You guys are lucky today. I remember thinking that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are lucky today. I got the fucking power. <laughs> I'm the machine. <laughs> it was the fuck. And then we slept in a car and we had whatever you know he gave us extra. We had it and we were driving back to Tallahassee the next day. Me and Ozzy and I had a panic attack the whole ride. I had a panic that I was like, I'm gonna get pulled over. I got coke. I'm going to jail for fucking years. What am I doing? I don't even like coke. I'm fucking. <laughs> and then. And then that Sunday night, I guess that was probably like the next Sunday when me and my buddy Obi and my buddy Ozzy did it again and did it to a, at a club. And then it was like then it was like maybe two other times and then maybe maybe three other times. I don't even know. Honestly. And then one time in twice in New York. Twi- maybe four times in New York. It was a more little a couple times in New York. I remember do you remember the comedian Jordan Rubin? No. Jordan Rubin, he was he's a, he's a writer, he's a big time writer. But he, had a, he used to have these loft parties in Soho, and he was a young kid, but he had his dad invented the joint rolling machine. The Rizla one? His dad invented yeah. that. And so he had, I, I don't think Jordan came for money, but he had money. And he was also a hustler. He was like a New York hustler. He had a loft in Soho, and I went to move to New York with like a couple models from Tallahassee. They were girls that, were, that turned into models. Hottest fucking chicks in the world. And uh, we went to a party, and this one girl, Jerry, I should, man, Jerry, was like, I got some coke. You wanna, you guys wanna do some lines? And we we're like, okay. So I said to Jordan, who's like his comic, he's like a comic, good friends, best friends of Jeff Ross. And I go, I go, hey man, can we go into your bedroom and get high? And he was like, of course. So he comes in and he follows us in. I didn't realize he was following us in. And I pull his mirror off the wall. And he's like, what are you guys doing? I go, we're getting high. And he's like, you guys are doing coke. And we we're like, yeah. What did you think? I wouldn't smoke a joint in your room. That's fucking disgusting. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck and he was like I- I've just never seen this and I was like oh my god I feel like such a fucking dirt bag it's weird how it when like man when you're about to do coke and, and, and then somebody busts a joint man like you have fucking pornos and this guy wants to play marbles <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what you know, you look at him real, like well, you wanna play marbles dog yeah well here's checking out titties dog <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. ride your bike dog <laughs> go fucking deliver paper eh? <laughs> Go cut grass, loser. We're men now. Look to your fucking homework. That was the last time I think I, I, was, a, I was probably 20, no, probably f- 16, 17 years ago. It's probably the last time I did Coke. We were at a party with my buddy's birthday, my buddy's 40th birthday party, and uh, they had Coke because it was like, it was like 80s, it was like a 70s party. <laughs> so everyone came and dressed in the 70s, and I walk in, and there's like a mound of Coke in his bedroom, and he's, I see it, and I'm like, and they're like, do you want some? I was like, nope. I had two kids at the time. And I was like, I'm done. Um, that's not where my brain is. I don't, I'm not going to do it. And my wife sees it. My wife comes up to me and she goes, um, oh, my God, they got cocaine here. And I was like, or she's a redneck. She calls it cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they got cocaine here. Oh, my God, they got cocaine here. And I said, yeah. She goes, she says to me, she goes, you know, if you want, you can do it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's cool, what huh? I said. I was like, what? She goes, hold my hair. What? She goes, I don't want to hold my hair. <laughs> She goes, I don't want to be that kind of wife. You, if you want to do it, you do it. And then I said, uh, okay. But I'd already made a decision not to do it. She goes, but listen, here's the deal. If you do it, you can't come home tonight. And I was like, ah, don't fucking worry. You're not going to see me for a couple fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going to fucking see me tonight? Oh, yeah, I'm going to come home and clean the house. <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> There's a dart tournament going on at a bar somewhere I got to want to be a part of. <laughs> Dude, dar- cocaine and darts go hand in hand. I got a house to line up right here. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. I remember like, I used to get so fucking coked out, bro. And then um, I still have like I still have notebooks. I, don't, I hate I hate opening them up 
because I, I have shit that I wrote down, and there's still some evil shit oh, I wrote dude. down, bro. Really? I'm afraid to read it sometimes. It's so funny. I don't like. I think Joey was. It must have been Joey told me. He's like, yeah, you didn't. You didn't never knew Felipe when like when that happened. He was like, he was a very different person. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I was a very different guy. Because I can't imagine that's bad. I can't imagine a like a crazy evil side of you. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, Doug. <laughs> that was me, Doug. Nobody shot me. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. crazy, huh? Paint the back of your refrigerator. Did you paint that Van Gogh thing on the back of your refrigerator? Oh, yeah. I painted a Van Gogh, shitty Van Gogh painting. Behind my refrigerator. Without a grid. That's my without wife a, right here. Without her. a grid. That's the one I met her, man. She's on my artistic side. <laughs> you have an artistic side? Yeah, I do a couple of cocaine and do paintings and I put them behind the refrigerator. Wait, yeah, did you meet him when he was partying? Uh, no, but he fell off the wagon about three or four times during our relationship. Yeah. Very tough. Very yeah. Yeah, I guess. Is the first, is the, was the first night fun, though? Well, it was fun with him, but... Really? Yeah, the first time I was at a house right here in Hollywood with a uh, co- two yeah, comedians f- like from the comedy store were living there, and she had just met me. Come on down, man. We're here party, man. It's like nine in the morning. Yeah, it's like nine in the morning. I'm all hyper. We're partying right now, man. Come on down. <laughs> and then she shows up, and there's like two dudes hiding, another guy hiding, and she's, she's the only one with, with a joint. And we're we're doing lines, staying quiet. <clears throat> she's like, "This is a party." Yeah, man, it's a party. <laughs> You got <clears throat> there was a dude, there was a, uh, there was like right after, <clears throat> right after uh, the Rolling Stones shit happened, I moved to New York, and then uh, <clears throat> was dating this chick in Orlando, that was dating her in college, and then I, she was still in Orlando. She had one arm now. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a girl with cerebral palsy one time. Didn't know she had cerebral palsy because I was so drunk on our dates <laughs> that I thought we were just all stumbling. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then uh, Patrice O'Neill. She came to, he found out, and he fucking was relentless. He wouldn't let it go. He was like, how fucking drunk do you have to be to not notice someone's disabled? And I was like, I ain't a lot. I'm not that drunk. I'd be shocked. But we got on to, we got on to, I don't fucking, I want to say names because it's better when you say the person's name. Yeah. But like, we go to Brent, I want to say Brent Bracken's house. I'm not certain if that's even accurate, but I want to, whoever's house we were had a wife and a kid already, like a baby. And we were all still like 28 years old, 27 years old. And we all go out partying in the church street. And then someone goes, let's go back to my house and we'll do some coke. I got, they had a big house on the lake. And they go, listen, my wife and my chick are asleep. But they're in the back half of the house. We just stay out front and like in the living room area. I got a table in the kitchen. We'll just hang out there all night. So we get some coke. I want to say it's like four of us. All of a sudden, like we're, everyone's doing a little bit of coke. And there's a knock on the door. And, uh. And it's our buddy Travis, and he's in a fucking, uh, uh, what's the, what's, Arkin, well not or, oh, he's in an Orkin outfit. He's, he's like, an exterminator. Exterminator. And he's like, and he, but he went to college with us. He went to college with us, and he was like, hey, man, uh, I heard you guys got a little toot, you know, maybe. She says all the wicked chemicals. He's like, <laughs> he's like uh, you got him in your truck. Hussein. He goes, and he's just like, he's like, uh, I'm a little little short on cash, but if you guys uh, could see clear. But this way, this is our fraternity brother. This is one of our friends. He's like, if you could see way, uh, see way clear of a couple lines, I'll, uh, I'll exterminate the house. 
Hussein Dunk. Yeah, the partner that does that, man. Yeah, yeah. like ten years ago. <laughs> so we're like, we're like depressed. We're like, dude, we're, just come to coke with us. You don't have to. Come on, bro. Your you're house. a beta. <laughs> yeah. So he, he comes in and he and he starts. Doing coke with this, but he's got his gear with him anyway. He's like, "Fuck it, dude!" And now he's wired. He's but like, that's fucking hilarious. I'm, extermin- I'm exterminating the house. I'm fucking. Extermin- I'll be back. And we don't even remember that my, that my buddy's got a wife and kid in the back. And we're like, "Fuck it, let's all exterminate the house." He cut a, <laughs> he cut a, ba- he cut a baby in the rat trap. <laughs> his wife comes screaming out of the back of the house. There's an extermination. She's not asleep. <laughs> <And he's> still- <laughs> her bedroom. Spraying the fucking bedroom. What the fuck? And she comes screaming out and then going, what the fuck's going on? And we're like, we forgot she's there. We're like, what the fuck? And then he just goes out right behind her. You got silverfish. <laughs> you got silverfish. God damn, oh. dog. You guys can see your way clear of a couple bumps. I'll gladly. Like, 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 uh. He's all like, tired, huh? He's like, negotiates. <laughs> You know, you've done that before, huh? Well, you know, I'm kind of low on money, man, but I noticed that you have a, a ads building up over there. <laughs> I see a Colin. It's like uh, it's like the guy from Popeye. I see a Colin. Who's the guy from Popeye? They Wimpy. Go, Wimpy. Wimpy goes, I'm glad you play you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking around. That's funny, the way you word it, that's hilarious, man. Clearly, um... <laughs> Oh, my God, that, dude. That's funny, dude. What's up, You're fucking doing coke. Your home was dressed up with exterminating gear. He's all wired. Fuck it. He might want to go to work. Eh? I'm fucking... Nah, fuck it. I'll do it, man. I'll just spray the house. And he just imagine waking up, and there's an exterminator in your room just spraying with the fuck mask it. on. Hey, am I the commercial or what? <laughs> I miss I miss those days. I miss those days because it was Who like, is this guy? At you, night, dog. Oh, I don't miss them. Like, I don't want to be back in that. Like, I get depressed when I get too fucked up. And, like, I got to do shit the next day. And my kids, I can't wake up with my kids. Because I'm like, like this morning, I did not. I did, hung out with Joey last night. You know how that ends up. You, you end up getting a lot more fucked up than you ever planned on. Smoke a number, eat it's, an edible. There was edibles. I didn't eat any edibles. I, I will never fucking Should touch Joey's. Joey's edibles, but like, I wake up this morning, my daughters are like, my daughter's like, Dad, you got to watch that puberty video, because we had to watch it before they watched it, so if they had questions, they could, we could answer it, and uh, and I just was like, I don't fucking feel like doing any of this, I just wanted to go stay back asleep, and then fucking like, and I had, it's like you just pack your fucking days, I miss just not doing a fucking thing, you know, I know, I, I like, I don't, like, we're doing a set tomorrow at the comedy store, and I, 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 get depressed thinking I don't want to work tomorrow but then when I get there I'll be like fuck yeah, yeah. this is a ba- blast I'll get a few beers then I'll get a fucking blitz and then I got a podcast with Doug Benson at 8.30 and you know how that's going to end up and then I'm supposed to go fucking coach softball I fucking coached softball obliterated the other day like fucking got off a plane go straight to the softball field and I was a fucking hot mess like Damn, the, yeah, the machine was, is in the league of his own <laughs> oh I mean, no one. I wouldn't get close to anyone because I didn't want anyone to smell me. So I'm like, I definitely smell like booze, and fucking. I had a cigar with me, and they're like, "Uh, sir, you can't smoke in a park around children." Well, you're Tony Soprano. You're Tony Soprano, bro. Let's smoke a little uh, cigar here with the kids when they play stickball, whatever. Yeah, bada bing. Well, you guys, you guys leave tomorrow. Do you have a show tomorrow night? We no, the show already got canceled, but we're still going. The floods. Oh, so you're not. But what do you do? 
What are you doing? <laughs> Looting. Showing up, showing, up, showing up too early for radio. <laughs> so there's no, all shows got canceled? No, just on Friday. No, it's just Wednesday. My bad, just Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday show got canceled. Wednesday through it's Saturday shows. Saturday club. Is that Cap City? Yeah, Cap City. I love that club. Yes, people. I'll be at the Austin... Cap City Comedy Club, May 28th to the 30th. Yeah, you promoted it on my show. But you, you, Wednesday's you, off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be in Boise, June 6th at the Egyptian Theater, Boston, Massachusetts, June 18 and 20. Oh. Through the, I've left Boston, San Diego, California, American Comedy Club, June 25th through the 28th. You have any dates, Bert? Your show is right, June 6th? Uh, June 2nd, Triple starts airing June 2nd on Travel Channel at 8 p.m. Check it out. It's where I take people on adventures of a lifetime. Our first two episodes are Michigan and Louisiana. Then we got Vietnam, South Africa, New Zealand, Fiji. Uh, It's a fucking great show, so everyone watch it. And uh, June 11th, 12th, and 13th, I'm at the DC Improv. I think the shows are sold out. My daughters were watching Brad Williams on TV today. On Netflix? Yeah, no, on uh, Showtime. So they came after, they came out and they heard him. And Georgia had met him before. And they're watching him, and they couldn't figure out. They were like, "What is this?" And I go, "I go to a little person," and she's like, "Oh!" And he starts tells a joke. He does he does this like walk thing across the stage, and they start laughing hysterically. And then he does this other thing with his body, and they're fucking doubled over. And I was like, "Yeah, guys, why don't you watch it? It's, it's probably good." And he's like, "Man, I love dwarf pussy." And I was like, "All right, turn it off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this damn, is fucking fun, man. Quick, it was fun. Quick cool. question, real quick, uh, Bert. Like, so when you partied and all that, did you? You know, you're saying um, when you did stand up, you didn't have that sob story of how you did stand up. You yeah. know how some people party to subdue shit. Like, you just party to fucking, you know, have a good time yeah. and fucking chill the fuck out and you know just fucking. I like to have a good time. I li- I really. Li- I'll tell you what. I'm. I might. I'm. I have a problem saying no. I don't have. I'm not good at saying no. But I like the spontaneity of life. I love. I don't like what like um. Like, say it's my 21st birthday and everyone's like, we're going out and we're getting fucked up tonight. That actually gives me anxiety. Like, I go, I don't want to do that. I, I, now I don't want to drink at all. I, I would rather stay home. But if you say, like, uh, say, like you ran into me at the mall and you were like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. You're like, hey, let's go do a shot. at the, And I'd be like, let's go. I love that feeling. I love that, like, that's like, I do this, I do this tour. Uh, I'm planning, a, I'm planning, I think, a 12-city tour. Uh... In in the I think this I'm not sure I think it's this winter, but I'm gonna go do uh, Tampa, Orlando, Atlanta, um, uh, Nashville, Indy, Dayton, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Philly, New York, DC. I think that's the tour, and I do this thing called calling sick to work shows, where I go in, do radio, drink on radio at like eight from like six in the morning till ten, and then I go right to the club at eleven, and I do an eleven o'clock show, and everyone calls in sick to work. I love that feeling of that time to drink. When you're not supposed to drink, that's my favorite time to drink. I don't like drinking when everyone else wants to drink. Like, we go to a restaurant, and in a weird way, I end up not wanting to drink. I don't drink really much at home at all anymore. I just, like, I did this weekend, but that was just because it's Memorial Day. But, like, I love drinking when you're not supposed to drink. You remember, in, did you, you did it the day before I did, the, the radio station in, uh, in Tempe? Yeah. That, the um, uh, Mike Holmroom show? Yeah. And I, I walked in there, and I was, right off the bat, I was like, I love a Lagunitas. And they're like, really? I go, fuck yeah, because that's when no one's – I love that. I fucking – I think that's my problem is I'm, I'm addicted to spontaneity. I'm addicted like some dad 
came out of school the other day and he's like, he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? I was like, nothing. He's like, you want to get high and go shoot skeet? And I was like, fuck yeah. I don't even really smoke pop. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're going to go shoot skeet. Where are we going? I don't even have any of the answers. All I know is that the sentence sounded right. It sounded fucking fun, you know? It's like... <clears throat> Like when I saw you guys at the, the airport, airport and I was like, I got to get a beer. Yeah. I get excited. I go like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hold on, I'm going to get a beer. And me and first Tola had coffee. He came up with a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I love the spontaneity of it. I like drinking like, I like drinking, this, this sounds like an alcoholic, but I like drinking like when people don't know I'm drinking, you know, like, like, uh, like Christmas shopping for at the mall. And then like I ran, into, I forget who I ran into, but I ran into a dad and he was like, hey, you want to? Want to get a beer? And he's like, I'm supposed to be getting something for my wife. He's like, yeah, me too. Fuck it. You want to get a beer? And I was like, fuck yeah. And so my wife's off with the kids. And me and him are at the bar just throwing back a couple of beers. And I was like, now I'm ready. And I just love that fucking feeling. My buddy, that, my buddy Weicho, that I, that I say sounds like you and talks like you, is all your fucking mannerisms. I, I mean, I got to introduce you to this guy. He's identical to you, except totally different. Totally different. Like, button-down shirt. He's got a job selling, like, media or selling something. But he grew up in Peru. I told you about him, and he does things exactly the same way you do it. He's that guy. He loves like let's get just let's get just drunk. Like no one knows, no one fucking knows. I, th- I think it's also Florida. Growing up in Florida, man, we had some severe issues with like we got introduced to drugs really early. We got introduced to alcohol really early. All my friends are either in treatment or dead. Like all of them, like, everyone's either sober or dead. And- well, orchid man, it was a yeah. <laughs> Scaring people, dog. <laughs> the no reality show right now. I can find him on Facebook and tell you exactly where he's at. It's Adam, dog. Dude, that's funny, man. That's the funniest story I've ever heard. That's funny, man. Hey, man, I'm kind of short on cash right now, man. But uh, <laughs> you can see way clear. The negotiator, oh. dog. You can see clearly. Um, <laughs> oh, that was a fucking fun night. Hussein. There's a lot of nights like that in Florida. Have you ever? You do Florida much? Yeah, Florida's fun. I was I got so fucked up town when I was opening up for Gabriel in West Palm, right there by that place that was chili that um, Wet Willies. Yeah, the place with the with the frost alcohol. Yeah, I started partying with some dude. No, I was just saying this hi to the security guard from the improv all day. You know, just say what's up to him every day, and then finally I got fucked up, man. Finally I got fucked up, and I walked up to him and I said, "Man, let's just fucking get fucked up right now, man." And I told him. And he said, all right, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me, coño. And I put a little bag of Coke, and I knew he had it, bro, all along. Yeah. And I knew he had it all week. I don't know if it was for me, but you I knew he had it. had that little party eye. So they were started partying, bro. And hold on, man, let me go get my fucking check for the fucking improv. <laughs> so I got my fucking check. We're still partying, man. The flight leaves at 11 a.m. It's 9, bro. I'm still partying with this fool. Gabriel Iglesias fucking texted me. Come on, fool. He even had his fucking... He had this... Uh, Gabriel had this scientific or mathematical equation sent to me. Felipe, you plus that guy plus cocaine equals missing flight. <laughs> and I said... I, th- and I remember the text back. You equals... Food because fatter, right? Or I don't know what I wrote, but I'm always on cocaine, so it's probably a clever one I just said. <laughs> so I'm partying with this fucking dude, right? We're running out of coke and shit. I keep looking from the corner. Every time he, op- he he shakes the bag, I'm looking over. It's getting lighter. I'm going, fuck, it's getting lighter. Then, okay, maybe I should t- maybe I should ca- catch my flight, you know? <laughs> so then somehow I. And my, you know, when you're on cocaine, like I started rationalizing the, the cocaine <laughs> thinking. Okay, how about this, man? 
Listen, bro, let me just um, take me to the airport so I can change my flight for tomorrow. Then we'll go catch this fucking check. We'll fucking party to the, like, there's no two fucking tomorrow. Yeah. Fool, I went to take my flight. Then I, then I, he went to go, he left, came back. I left my wallet and check in his car. And then he brought it back. Then I said, so, you know what, man? I'm going to just stay here, man. <laughs> <laughs> a moment of clarity. Yeah, I'm going to just stay here, man. And I made the flight. <laughs> I've never missed a flight. I've never missed a flight. I made the flight, though. Yeah. Really? What was it, what's it like flying after you've been doing cocaine all night? It feels weird, man, because you want to do more. Yeah. You just keep drinking, man. And just, I just kept drinking and drinking. Calm um, down. That's why, man, my favorite scene, man, my favorite cocaine scene was when Danny Bonaducci is driving that longboard, bro, and he's all fucked up, and he walks into a liquor store in a valley and buys a big bottle of vodka and cranberry juice and just puts all the vodka in the cranberry juice jar and starts walking around just longboarding and drinking like that. That's how I do it, bro. <laughs> I like to party like that, bro, like in the middle of the day like that. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're doing. You're just running a bike, getting fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's drinking McDonald's. Everybody's drinking soda, but you're drinking fucking alcohol out of a cup, mad dogging everybody. Mad dogging. <laughs> <laughs> we took a couple on a trip flip uh, probably two years ago, and they had, uh, and and they said something about drinking. We were about to do something, and they go, is it okay if we've been drinking? And I go, Wait, you, when have you been drinking? And they go, water bottling. I go, what? Water bottling. They go, water bottling. They just get a water bottle like this, and they just fill it up with vodka and fucking vodka and whatever and just sip on it. And it just, and it looks like water. They fill it up with vodka and just, it's like the it's like the vanilla vodka or whatever. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, oh, we do it all the time. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I never did it. But then, then now I do it, like when I go on planes, if I, like, I always bring a thermos filled with ice, one of those like Yeti, like hardcore, keeps it cold for 24 hours thermoses, loaded up with ice at the airport. And then if, if like we got into a long flight and everyone's falling asleep, it's like a red eye. If I want a cocktail, I don't want to have to go wake the waitress up, the flight attendant up. I'll just go into my bag, get a little travel Jim Beam or Jack Daniels, pour it in there, and then I'll sip on that. I did that, in, I did that a lot in Africa because they don't serve booze in Africa, and they don't serve booze in fucking Fiji either. They don't serve booze in New Zealand on these planes. And so I was like, and I, Why? I drink because they, they, I think because New Zealand people are fucking monsters. They're like big, big buck motherfuckers. Oh, the Maoris, right? No, 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 no. Like the fucking white dudes are these settlers that are just huge dudes. And I think if they get drunk, they get rowdy. I guess that's, I, mean, I can't imagine why, but they don't serve any booze on flights. And so I'd always, I'd always no get. No beer for Kiwis. I'd always get this fucking water bottle and I'd bring six little Jack Daniels. Cause they're only like four hour flights, but I'd be like, I just fucking Jack Daniels in there and then sip on that and I'd be fine. Same thing with Africa. Same thing with Vietnam. Vietnam didn't serve booze on flights. Some of these Damn. international places, they just don't have alcohol. They don't sound like it's a different, it's a really like getting on a bus. So, <laughs> and you're like, fuck, it's date night. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, fool? What's up, Rodrigo? Chilling, dog, right here with fucking the machine, dog. You, you want to be the machine too, huh, bro? <laughs> La Machina. La Machina over here, bro. The worst thing that happened to him, man, Damn, he got dude. taken to the, the Mongols Motorcycle Club. Um, yes, they, they took him to the, the little um, club, the right? The clubhouse. They dude. took him to the Mongols clubhouse, bro. Really? Well, the comedians, right? What happened, bro? No, nah, because one comedian got into it with him and shit. 
so uh, they fucking were going to kill him, and then they finally let him go. So the next weekend, they're like, hey, man, just come to the clubhouse. It's cool. It's all squash. We're going to party. We're all, fuck it. So, well, that dude was like, fuck it. But he wanted to take two other people with him just so make sure if that fool ended up disappearing, we all disappear, I guess. So we're partying in there. Dude, they have fools with, like, AK-47s on the fucking top of the little buildings and shit. And um, they, you know, they fucking metal detector you and all that shit. You know, the whole classic biker shit, you know, fucking somebody's property and shit, the chick wearing that dude's vest. And then there's big old motherfucking, you know, big old Viking dude just fucking bumping into you and you can't do shit. You're just sitting there all... And then the other dude's scared too, but he's trying to act up. All right, act normal, dog. I mean, act normal. You act normal, dog. (laughs) I was showering in my underwear in high school. (laughs) I was like, God, what am I fucking doing, I showered in my underwear in high school. I'm going to give you a prospect jacket? Fuck, they're just like, and they were kind of mean. Prospect jacket, and they're kind of like, you know, because they're for real. They're kind of mean, dude. But you know, it was it was awkward. It was awkward, and it's like, all right, man, it's time to leave. Like two hours later and shit, they didn't want to finish the party there. You guys didn't no chicks. Fuck no. They were all, dude. Everybody had their chicks, dude. It was where all. Where was this? Where was it? This is like an industry shit somewhere. It's like one of those places where, like, you know, they zip you through a weird little fucking um, industrial complex. It's in an industrial complex somewhere in a. Um, City industry or commerce or some shit, you know what I mean? Nobody got naked and shit. Fuck no, it was fucking trippy. Dog. Oh, Were there bike? any Mexicans in there? It was like Mexicans and white dudes mostly. Really? Yeah, dude. Like you know those fools that look like fucking Bob from La Bamba and that big old dude, dog. Bob, dude, I learned more about Mexicans in La Bamba than in La Bamba <laughs> than in anywhere else. That's a badass movie, man. The Bob, <laughs> fucking, I. <laughs> Bob was the guy. He was fucking fascinating. The way he talked too. It's almost it's like he, he was almost crying as he talked all the time. Not my first or my last. Richie. Yeah. <laughs> like when he goes like this, when he goes, um, when, um, he, when, um, I guess Richie Valens had gave Bob money to buy his mother a dress, you know, for the party. And I forget he spent it. He asked him in front of he asked Bob in front of everybody at the party, hey, what happened to that fuck that dress you're supposed to buy my mom, man? He fucking freaks out. Fuck it, you got all the money. Why don't you buy it? Yeah. <laughs> Who is that actor? What's he doing? Isai now? Morales. Uh, Isai Morales. What's he doing now? Acting. <laughs> <laughs> We're at that party. We went to uh, a party. We saw him, man. Alternative what? cancer research. Alternative cancer research film. Oh, like this, some a friend of his has cancer and she recovered doing natural play- ways, and we saw him there, like wearing shorts. Wearing <laughs> <laughs> shorts. He's producing a lot of movies. Isai Morales. Isai Morales, you're out there, bro. You're, you want to be a showrunner for my show? <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, fool, man? So your show's coming out, man. What's up? Yep. We're, we're gonna get roller coasters or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take you. We got Birth Conquerors coming back. We're doing. We start production June 17th. So we'll be out of parks. We're going to Denver, Massachusetts. Uh, we're doing one in L.A. That's where, where I'm going to load it up. I, I'm going to bring. I, I think we should just do like a fucking all things comedy. Just a whole group of us on fucking my favorite ride, Superman. Have you ever ridden Superman? That's a Colossus, right? That's Superman in um, Magic, Magic Mountain? Mountain. Yeah, Magic Mountain. And you yeah, take off it. at like 100 miles, 110 miles an hour backwards. <laughs> go shoot up 400 feet. Have a moment of weightlessness and drop. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it at Magic Hour with us. Where the fucking sun's starting to set. I used to do this every day. I had a show on uh, another show called uh, Scream If You Know the Answer, where we did it was a game show on roller coasters. So we just sat at the park all fucking day. And then 
at the end of the day, we'd wrap, and the whole crew would go do this ride at sunset, and we'd do it like three or four times. And it was just fucking, it was like the best sunset when you get up there, that moment of weightlessness, just to look over that. You know the Southeast has those like watermelon sunsets? Just so pretty. And I, I fucking loved it. We're going to have a fucking blast. Dan Benson's coming. It's going to be a little bit of a fucking, a little bit of a party. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, that sounds bitching. So what's up, fool? Brett, Bert, Yeah. <laughs> So from Tampa, huh? Tampa? Yeah, Tampa, Florida. That's funny when we were talking, man. He said the only Spanish he grew up learning was from Vianojos, Vianojos, Vianojos. Good eye, good eye. Yeah. Baseball Uh, shit? But it was all Castilian. Is it Castilian Spanish? Cuban Spanish. Cuban Spanish, but no, one of the uh, pitching coaches was from Basque. Yeah, he's Castilian. Yeah, Yeah. and so he he would say things like this. Like this, yes, right, and and so and his son, God, I forget his son's name now. Uh, I wish I remember. His son was a pitcher, so whenever he'd pitch, he'd talk to me in Spanish. But I didn't know Spanish like he did, so I just would have to guess what he was saying. <laughs> but everyone else spoke Spanish. It's like he'd be like, he'd be like, Oye, Oye, Alberto, Alberto, Hey, Oye, Hey, escuche, qué? And then and then I'd be like, I, I, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, you come over. <laughs> yeah, our words. Here's where our words Cristalino. when we were kids were uh, were uh, um, uh, mostraza. Mostraza was like everything was mostraza. If you were gay, it was que pato, like how du- like a duck because you'd waddle. <laughs> que pato. And, que pato. Uh, uh, mostraza was like bad at like dude. He had a monstrasa joint on him. And it was like a monstrous, like a... I don't even know what monstrasa means. Monstrasa or monstroso? I don't know. I don't remember. Tiene monstroso palo. What's that? Monstrous. Monstrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, enormous. Monstroso, probably. And then... Tiene uh, monstroso culo. (laughs) He's a big ass. (laughs) So what's up, fool, man? Anything else, dog, or what? Hell no. Just fucking, you know... You want to take off, huh? You want to go on a tour, huh? You want to go to Russia? (laughs) Russia. Or you're stalling, bro. (laughs) Dude, the fucking party in the in, in a pink at the pink house what was it the, in Greece? Uh, pink Palace, the yeah, Ice House, bro. Dude. Yeah, that place. I never, fucking... I've never met any fine chicks that just say sex is just sex. Like, dude, <laughs> you could pick, you could clean up. Out even there. him, yeah, <laughs> even him. Rodrigo, is I could fucking... just picture Rodrigo in that orgy with the only one sticking his dick out through the side of his fucking white underwear, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but everybody's naked. Everyone's naked. He's still in his underwear. He still has his, only his penis still in his underwear. Balls are still tucked in, <laughs> fighting to get out. Fighting, the only one in the orgy still in his underwear. You gotta do it. I only came once, bro. You wear your underwear, bro. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta fucking go. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. if you got, if you got, do it during the summer. Have a fucking blast. It is Pink Palace will blow your fucking mind. It's the fucking best. The Pink House fool. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? If you want to listen to me on Birdcast, go to Bird Crushers Podcast. Birdcast people and Bird listen Cast. to it. Com. It's uh, it's just up there. It's like the I think it was the least you and Jason uh, Ellis, and then I got Todd Glass coming out. I got Neil Brennan. Uh, Jim Jeffries, it's a fu- I'm telling you, but the best one. I'm being dead serious, especially if you're a fan of this. Go to Burkast, go to the, uh, the Felipe one. Thank it's you. The, it's the best one I've done, and I said that. You hear the intro? 
The, no. Yeah, oh, I, I, here, here. I, I listened to it. Here, last hold on, night. hold on. I'm gonna play the intro because I literally. I heard your daughter intro. It's authentic yeah. and sincere, dog. It's fucking sweet. It's uh, I, I got right now. I'm I got what's up, fool, on my podcast list. This is the intro to fucking. The and this is and by the way, I I hate doing intros. Is my is my podcast not on my fucking thing anymore? That's odd. Where would my podcast go? Why would I delete my fucking podcast? Here, let's see, Bert. Okay. So there's that tubing I told you about. Look, that's the Thailand. fucking tubing. Yeah. So you go over there, and everybody tubes. Look, all, those are all alcoholic drinks. Dude, that looks fucking awesome. So that's just a tubing journey. We're just getting fucked up, huh? Yeah, bro. It's in, it's in Thailand. But dude, just carrying your shit all the way back, dude, or walking back. Fuck. Like, we did tubing like that in in, uh, in Hawaii, but you went into the old sugarcane runs. So you went under mountains, you went through mountains in a canal, and they were like claustrophobic as fuck. It was scary as shit. I think it's in Laos. Laos, yeah, it's in Laos. Yes. Here, this is the intro. And tell me this isn't sincere as shit. That's right. And today, quite honestly, is maybe, and I'm not even fucking around, the best podcast I've ever done. Yep. Yeah, man. I've never been more enthralled by one human being's story <laughs> next to Joey Diaz. Just that fucking right. authentic. You might know him as the winner of Last Comic Standing. You might know him as the guy that opened up for Gabe for, you know, five years. I know him as one of the funniest comics working. I saw him one time perform at Dublin's in L.A., and he knocked my socks off. I knew he had stories, but the story you're about to hear is honestly something I only thought happened in movies. <laughs> I'm telling you when I say this, if you were ever to share this podcast with anyone, this is the one to do it. Mind you, I have a ton to go. I only hope that I learned something from today and that he shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this here, dog. I'm telling you, have me on the edge of my seat. And I'm a good audience. I know good stories when I hear good stories. It's the fucking... I'm Hell yeah, you, man. man. Thank you. It's the yeah, best man. podcast I've done. I'm being dead serious. And I've said that out loud to everyone I've done podcasts with. It's You fucking are just... You know, and there's parts of you that I don't know if you know that make you special. It was, it was so funny. You know, I'm the same way you are in certain ways. Like when you said when we said goodbye, like we gave each other a hug. I'm like that. I like that. Yeah. And people. And Georgia said something. She goes, "How long have you guys known each other?" Because my daughter came out yeah. and we talked. I said, "We just really kind of met today, really. I mean, I've known him, but but we really hung out." She goes, "But you guys hugged." And I went, "Yeah, but that's the kind of guy he is." I go, eat Georgia, and I, I did kind of this big thing with my daughter. I said, guys like that are 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 so real that when they feel something, they just do it, and they don't fucking second guess it. And I go, that's why you gave me a hug, and I'm the same way. That's why I gave him a hug. And she was like, that's so interesting to see two grown-ups hug. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I go, but it's normal. I go, look, we're sensitive guys in a business of cutthroatness, and we get, we get fucking shit on so much that when you find people and you connect with people that you really genuinely respect and fucking appreciate, you fucking extend that olive like, 
Like, hey, man, just so you know, I'll always be real for you, and you can always be real for me, and, and I'll never fuck you over, and I'll always talk good about you behind your back. And I was like, that's the kind of – I do that with every fucking guy I respect – Joey, Ari Buns, Joe Diaz, Joe, Joe Diaz, Joe Rogan, you fucking everyone. I, I'm real with them. I don't talk shit behind their backs. And, and other guys, I just kind of keep my mouth shut. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I man. keep my head Thank clear. you, man. Thank you for being here, bro. No, thank you for <laughs> having yeah, me, guys. No, you're Rodrigo, bad it was dog. good fucking hanging out. This was a lot Hell of fucking yeah, fun. What's up, fool? Yeah, the man. machine, bro. Right here, <laughs> live. La máquina. <laughs> la máquina. La máquina, coño, de la Florida. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 